Hey everybody, this is Flavio Romeo, and this is episode 11 of the Glen Rock Towncast. And I was very excited to, to meet with Supriya Kapoor. She is the owner of Suka Jewelry, right on, on uh, Rock Road. Uh, and she's also involved with the Glen Rock Guild. And, and by the way, mark your calendars, because November 17th is the Glen Rock Guild event at Stone and Rail. November 17th at 6 o'clock at Stone and Rail. Uh, Supriya talks a little bit about it uh, on the next episode, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. She also offers a very nice discount for anybody listening, and make sure you pass it on. Share it with your friends, uh, especially now during the holidays. It's a great time to go in and, uh, and buy some beautiful jewelry that she's designed. So enjoy the episode, everybody. All right, everybody. Here we are. We're right on Rock Road. I'm excited. I, I'm, I feel like, like I feel like a celebrity here because it's Monday, and Suka Jewelry is closed. But she put a little sign up saying, "We're closed. Don't come in here." Even though the lights are on, we're doing an interview. So I'm here with I'm here with Supriya Kapoor uh, at at Suka Jewelry. You know where this is. It's right across the street from the liquor store, right on Rock Road. Uh, it's right up the street from Francesca's. You guys know where this is. Uh, it's it's one of the premier jewelry stores right on right on Rock Road. And and Supriya, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having us. And I know you were just you were just in, over in India, right? Yes, I was in India visiting my family. I had I hadn't seen them for almost two years, so I went That's to surprise hard. my parents. I know India was it was it hard with uh, with COVID like we were, but they were hit. Right, India was uh, hit really hard because you know of the population, and it was hard to control the spread over there. Yeah. Uh, so I would say April, May, June was the toughest time for the country. Was everybody okay? All your family members were good. Uh, my family members, uh, except my mom, everybody did get COVID. But everybody got COVID except for your mother. Right. So it was uh, luckily it was like a milder case, and you wow. know they. They were uh, okay afterwards, but uh, everybody did get it. Yeah, it was it was tough. I was actually I was supposed to be in India, in in a week and a half. I was supposed to go to India, the handicraft show. Oh yeah, it's in, a big in, one in Noida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been going there for many years, and and I have a lot of friends that are going to listen to this from India. So anytime you want to say anything in, <laughs> in your native good. language, <laughs> please feel. I, I learned some words, uh, you know that that uh, I, I learned Danyavat. Yeah, thank that, you. That's that's a very simple one. Yeah. yeah, always. I was I was taught very when I was very young before I got in this business. Listen, wherever you go, make sure you learn "thank you" in that language. So at least yeah, that's a good one to learn. At least so. Listen, when you come in, if you talk to Supriya on your way, I just make sure you say "danyavad." <laughs> that's what you want to say. Uh, <laughs> so, so I want to go back. I want to go back to your history. You, you were born in New Delhi. I'm born and raised in New Delhi. Uh, my parents also are parents and grandparents are from there as well. Uh, I'm a fourth generation jeweler, so my entire family fourth generation. Yeah, so everybody in my uh, in my family is in the jewelry business in some way or the other. Uh, my great grandfather was a chief mining engineer at the Jammu uh, Kashmir Sapphire Mines. Really? Uh, the, mine, the, the sapphires that are priced most in auction currently. 
Uh, and he used to sit in the court of the local king at that time as one of wow. their gemologists. He was he was like the head gemologist at the sapphire mine. And uh, the chief mining engineer. So he was in wow. charge of all the mining operations in Kash, uh, Kashmir. In Kashmir. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where some of the most beautiful sapphires come from. They do. Uh, unfortunately, we have none in our family because we believe in like the healing property of gems and... It was believed in our family that sapphires, you know, don't do well with us. So, uh, really? So we have no sapphires from Kashmir. So what, what are the gems that are healthy? So or, I, yeah. I would say like most of the gems do have uh, or do tend to suit almost everybody. But in India, if you talk to somebody, the one gem that they would, you know, be careful about are sapphires. Especially like the big size ones. And Kashmir was producing the world's finest gems. Yeah. And uh, my great-grandfather just got this superstition in his head that it doesn't suit his family. And that was it. So, and that was it. So I have uh, no sapphire jewelry from my side. But my husband's side, you know, it's the opposite. They, do, they, <laughs> they do thought really, it was great. They do really well with sapphires. So, you know, they have some beautiful sapphire jewelry. But, uh, yeah, so then my father uh, continued the business and my brother as well. Wow. So they both are trained, you know. So you were destined, like at birth, you were going to be in the jewelry business in one way or so another. So the good thing was our, our parents, like, never really pushed us into anything. It was, you know kind of a free will uh, thing that if you want to join the business that would be amazing like for both my oh, brother and good. I uh, I mean secretly they wished that both of us would join the business but but it, they never pushed it you. never they never like really pushed us but uh, like so myself at age 16 17 I got interested in the business uh, through like designing here and there and then you know my father would always encourage me to design a piece for my birthday and be like you can you can make whatever yeah, you can design whatever you want and I'll make it for your birthday. So here you are, you're a little girl so, and your dad is saying, design whatever you want and we'll make it for you. Yeah, so he did. Uh, wow. And then that started at 16 and uh, at 18 I went to college and decided to start my own sterling silver business. Wow. So my at parents, 18? yeah, so my parents were in the fine jewelry business, but I wanted to start sterling. So my mom was like, here's like $200. Uh, you can pay me back uh, in a year's time and let's see how it goes. So, um, How long did it take you to pay her back? I think I paid her back within five, six months there of starting you go. the Atta business. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's when they knew you were yeah. in the right business. But then they were like, you know, uh, they were all about hard work and making your way uh, to being so successful. So they, they would let me go to shows uh, and, you know, stand there for 10, 12 hours trying to sell the sterling silver jewelry and, you know, go to embassies at that time were a big deal to get into for the holiday markets and stuff. So they were like, yeah, go ahead, approach anybody you want. We're not going to help you, but, you know, you're, we'll you're help you own. set up your table, but then you sell on your own. So that was a they, good they learning taught, moment. They taught you a good work ethic. Yeah, they were like, you know, nothing is coming to free. You're not going to just end up with a business in your lap. You have to work hard. And the same was for my brother. He was sent for training to Mumbai for two months. Oh, wow. And he had to like rough it out and, you know, sit with diamond sorters, sorting two, three thousand carats of diamond melee a day. And, you know, uh, they told him, like, treat him like anybody else. He's not the son of the boss or anybody. So, you know. 
as as if he's starting from fresh. So yeah, it's almost like starting in the mail room. Right, exactly. <laughs> or like getting coffee for your team. Sorting, every day. sorting, sorting. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so both of us uh, had our training one way or the other, and then uh, I went to GI New York later in life, and so did he. Oh, so you both ended up getting your your diplomas in right in gemology. Right. Yeah. Uh, I got it in gemology, he got it in diamond grading because they are wholesalers of solitaires and I do all gems, so he just stuck to diamond grading. Okay. Yeah. And and how big is the diamond business in, in India? I mean, it's huge in India. Um, I think majority of the world's diamonds are cut and polished there. So if there is a stone out in the market, it's either, you know, cut in India or Antwerp or in one of the countries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've heard Antwerp a lot. These yeah, days. Antwerp is also a big hub, but... Uh, a large portion of the cutting and polishing is happening in India. And I have to tell you guys, uh, the jewelry in here is beautiful. Now, now and we're, we're going to keep talking about your background and how you got here, but how are these designed? I mean, are you are you sitting are you designing the the jewelry that's in here now? Is it coming from, you know, already designed overseas? Uh, so I send in the designs and then it's a process. It takes like, you know, 4 to 8 8 weeks for our shop to uh, everything is made by our workshops in the, in New Delhi and in Rajasthan. Wow! So you're 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 making your own, you're designing your own jewelry, and they're producing it. Right. So it's an entirely in-house process. You know, we don't outsource it to anybody. So the jewelry is manufactured in-house as well. So that also helps us keep the costs like comparatively much lower than the competition in the market. Yeah, beautiful. Plus, we have quality control over everything because right. uh, all the stones go through us before they're set. So, you know. And how often do you go overseas? Uh, I go back to India twice a year. So, usually in January for the spring collection, which launches usually in April. And then in July or August for the fall winter collection that usually launches in October. Nice. So, so, so a lot of this stuff is, is pretty new. A lot of these designs. A lot of the designs are new. Some are from past collections. We are actually in the process of launching our new line uh, this week. So a lot of the pieces on display are from the current 2021 collection. So so guys, basically, if you, if you haven't been in here in the past several weeks, you need to come back in here and look at the new fall collection because... The beautiful thing is, this is not this is not a K Jewelers. This is not you're not going to buy this stuff on Amazon. You're not. Gonna, this is all handcrafted. And I and I've I've been to India. I've been to a lot of factories, not jewelry factories, but I see how much pride and care in in making you know in handcrafting a lot of these products in India, which which you don't get in Asia. I mean, you don't get in in China and, and a lot of right. those other places. Right. There's there's I feel like there's a lot of uh, you know that they're putting their their sweat and their their time and there's a lot more pride uh, for sure and you know the difference between us and china is china a lot of the times the items are being mass produced uh, we do have the capacity of mass production but even then we have a higher level of quality control in terms of what stones we are using or you know what kind of metals we are using yeah because the last thing you want is to put something on it but then the gem pops out or the... <laughs> right right so we do have control over how the piece will end up at uh, on the floor or in a wholesale boutique because we do wholesale to other boutiques in New Jersey as well. So, so did you did you prove to your family that you can do this? Is that was that what happened? I think uh, uh, in in the Sterling Silver side, it was 
uh, proven when while I was in India because I had the business from 1999 to 2004. So five years I was already selling sterling silver. So when I got to the US after my GIA uh, diploma here, uh, I was hired to become an instructor and then I did that for a couple of years. Oh, so you were teaching other students? Yeah, so I was teaching actually other jewelers in the trade. How, oh, wow. how to grade diamonds and colored stone identification. So you taught them how to put that little thing in their eye and yeah, look so at... Yeah, so how to grade diamonds with the loop and how to identify gemstones looking at a, you know, a gem quality microscope. So. What, was, what was the best, like the, 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 the most amazing diamond that you've ever seen? Was there one in particular? Uh, so we've seen uh, like a really beautiful, fancy blue colored diamond at one of the offices in New York. And then uh, also we got a chance to, you know, go to all the auctions at Sotheby's and Christie's. Really? Uh, I don't know if they still do it during COVID, but at that time Sotheby's would let you try on any of the jewels at auction. Really? And some of the diamonds were, you know, upwards of two, three million dollars a piece. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> How did that so feel? That that was like the most amazing feeling. I was like, okay, you know, we can't afford it yet, but we can at least try it on. Right. <laughs> take a picture. Take yeah. a picture. <laughs> yeah. My basic thing whenever I do something or look at something which is unreachable, I always say it's unreachable yet. For now. For now. But, you know, we'll get to it. And that's, you know, that's another good point. I know that you do custom design. Yes. So if, if someone out there that's listening says, you know what, finally I'm going to do it. I want to get a 10 carat diamond and I want it set in this, this, this white platinum blah, blah, blah. Can they come and sit and talk to you and say, this yes. is... So we can, uh, we can source diamonds of any size from them since my family in India are wholesalers and solitaires. So any size that you're desiring can be sourced. And in custom design, it takes three to four weeks. I have like an initial meeting with the customer. We talk about what they like, what's their style. And once they decide to go ahead with the process, we first provide a handmade sketch. Then, you know, we give them an estimate. Once estimate is approved, then we go into the further details. That's amazing. So anything can be done. Like anything that you can kind of imagine, we can make. So if someone came in and said, I want that $3 million diamond you were just talking about. It'll take us a few days to organize, but we will be able <laughs> but to. But you could do it. We can do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here you are. You're going, you're learning the trade on your own. Your brother's learning it on. What? What eventually brought you to the States? Uh, I moved to the States because uh, my husband was already here for college. And, uh, oh, so you got, you got married in India? Uh, we both got married in India. We know each other since we were in high school. So we know each other since we were 15 yeah, and 16. Yeah, high school sweethearts. Uh, at that time, we were not high school sweethearts, but we were very close friends. Uh, but we started dating after we both had graduated from college. So he was here, I was in India. Not... not so you got married there, but then he came to the States? He was already in the States. Uh, he was already in the States for college. And ah. after college, he had graduated and started working here. Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. So one time I was in a hotel in India, right, in, in New Delhi. And I'm looking outside. I heard a lot of noise. And, and it looked like a big wedding, like a lot of people. Yeah. So I told my, my associate the next day, I said, yeah, there must have been some kind of wedding. Hundreds and hundreds of people. He goes... Why didn't you go? You didn't go? I'm like, I don't know who they are. He goes, no, no, no. In India, 
everyone is welcome to a wedding. It's, it's open arms, everybody. You are here to celebrate the bride and the groom. The parents want everybody to come. Is that true? Uh, well, I don't think they want strangers to come to weddings. <laughs> yeah, that's but, what I thought. Uh, the weddings over there are so big that people would have probably not noticed if you were from the bride or the groom side. Yeah, yeah. Like we had a huge wedding. We had between 800 to 1,000 people at our function. And how many days? Uh, I was spread over a week. Okay, so, so, so you guys understand the culture which I, I find to be beautiful and and every day is a different outfit right I mean every day is different outfit every day is different jewelry every day has like a different theme going on you know different flower decorations different decor and then different food every day yeah it's amazing so so I was invited to a wedding but I couldn't go it was, it was, oh, I, it was I just big missed opportunity I know I know and I regret it and I know that if I know that if he's listening to this He's going he's gonna to remember it because he invited me and, and I was in Rajasthan and they got me a, a turban. Yeah. They got me, you know, one of those yes. red, red turbans and, and they explained the story behind it. And, they, and he said, when you come to the wedding, you can bring your turban and I'll make sure that you have the outfit to match your turban. Oh, how nice. I know. And I couldn't go. I couldn't go. And usually like the turbans are only given to close family members and friends. I was honored. Yeah. Not everybody in the wedding uh, who's invited to the wedding gets to wear the turban. I, I still have yeah. it. I still have it. I st and one of these days at the next Diwali festival, I will bring it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. So now you come to the States, right? You come and join your, your husband. Yes. And and where did you guys live when you first moved to uh, the When we first moved, uh, or when I first moved to the States, we lived in Union City. Uh, it was close enough to the city for him to commute. And uh, that was like our first apartment together here. So was, is he involved in the same business? Uh, he is not. He's in the venture capital world. Good. So That's he, good to keep separate. Yes, he's <laughs> totally uh, separate, but he has been a large part of me starting my business here in the States and then growing the business. And, you know, uh, it was because of him that I was took the leap of opening our store. Yeah, so when, when, you, when you moved here, obviously you have all this jewelry background. And now your husband is in finance, and now so how do you how do you start your business back up again? Uh, so I think we started the business back up after like I had graduated from GIA. I was like now I have you know a graduate gemologist degree, but at that time the director at GIA decided that I should become an instructor at the school. And not like, you know, go out into the jewelry industry. You were too good. You wanted so, you to teach others. Yeah. So I taught the program for two years. And uh, right after the program, I took a break to start our family. And, you know, we have two sons now. Uh, so I restarted the business when my younger son turned uh, three. And uh, my husband, you know, could see that I was like, you know, kind of, uh, kind of, I wouldn't say agitated, but like waiting to You're restart. Itching. I was itching, itching yeah. to like get back into the field yeah, and, you yeah. know, I'm a very social person and I love talking to people. So he was like, uh, you know, it's great that you're raising the two kids and, you know, doing so much for them. But mentally and professionally, you need to do something for yourself, too. So he kind of like pushed me to register my business in 2016. Uh, and when we started the business in 16, it was actually called Rock Road Jewelry. Was it really? Yes. Were you were already in Glen Rock? Uh, we were living in Glenrock uh, since we've been living here since 2008, uh, 2013. So we had already been in Glenrock. So we wanted to use the word rock road as that's an, perfect. Yeah. 
So it was kind of like a salute to the town that we live in and it was also like a metaphor for the road that our jewelry takes from India to the US. Yeah. So like the whole rock road to get here. Uh, so 2016 to 2020, the business was called Rock Road Jewelry. And that's what we used in our shows. Uh, that's also our wholesale name for the boutiques. So you were doing wholesale. You were selling to other boutiques? We were selling to other boutiques in Bergen County at that time as well. And then you were still, you're, I mean, you're still doing all the design for, for all We this. were doing all the designing, the sourcing, everything, going back and forth to India. And then, you know, when we couldn't go back, then we were FaceTiming and doing all our production through that. So you did that up until 2020. Yes. And the pandemic hits. Yes, I was actually on. Uh, I was actually in India in March 2020, designing our spring collection. Wow! When uh, the pen, when we got the news that you know there's been an uh, outbreak and people are being called back to their countries. And if you don't get so, home, you're not getting home. Uh, and then you know, I was my ticket was for March first. So, but I do remember clearly that people were you know not everybody, but. A large amount were already masking on the planes and in the airports so it was like you know what like we didn't know what was going on plus we didn't know that 12 days later it would be like a worldwide lockdown would happen yeah so here we were we had an entire production uh, 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 entire shipment that had been produced for the spring and we went into lockdown and you couldn't get the product uh, we couldn't get the product one, which is fine because we didn't have any place to sell it except right, online. Right, right. And all the boutiques we were selling to were in lockdown. Yeah. And all the outdoor shows and trade events were canceled. All canceled. So and that's, went, that was a big part of your income. Uh, it was a big part of our income before we had the store because, you know, you need outlets to sell to. And so... When the lockdown happened, the boutiques started canceling orders for the spring, obviously, because we are in lockdown. The country is closed till June. And uh, the shows were indefinitely uh, shut till September or October. So we were like, okay, maybe, you know, we're hopeful then the Hanukkah Christmas season will be good for us. That probably New Jersey and the States will open back up and we can go out and start selling again. And then I would say probably like August, September, when we got the emails from all our major shows that all Christmas and, you know, Hanukkah events are canceled uh, indefinitely. <sighs> so that's when we kind of, I think, got jolted into like into reality, like what's our plan B? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are we going to do now? So then uh, my husband, who's, I think, more of a risk taker than me, was <laughs> like, uh, he's like, well... You're everybody's working from home. You're in a town. You already have a base. Why don't you open a store in either Glen Rock or Ridgewood? So we looked at both places, and uh, we ended up in Glen Rock. And you know, we looked at this space. Uh, I think August twenty fourth, and August twenty fifth, we signed the lease. Wow! Uh, with our of this landlord. place that we're in right now. Yes, uh, August twenty fifth, we signed the lease. Uh, we knew we were opening a store, but, you know, we didn't know what all was involved. And uh, luckily, we have a wonderful landlord and everything worked out on that end. And then we started, like, waiting for permits and stuff. Uh, we finally got the permit to start doing any work here, like, September 14th or 15th. Wow. And I think 
uh, we were kind of blessed with a great team of contractors and local carpenters and painters because we went hyper local for the store. We wanted to use everybody who was a local talent, you know, from New Jersey or New York sure. because uh, supply chains were in any ways disrupted with COVID. So we didn't want to order anything online that would never reach us. Yeah, absolutely. So everything like you see here, all the furniture is handmade Was by it? a carpenter in Mava. Really? Uh, our painters from New Jersey as well, our contractor who we adore, Jeff Berger, uh, is the reason we like open in time. So right. September 15th, so between August 24th and 15th, we were interviewing people to do the job. And so then, shout out to Jeff Berger. How about uh, that? Shout out to Jeff Berger. He's a great guy and very good to work with. He has a brilliant team that he works with. Uh, our painter was Donald Gambino, who created this concrete looking texture for us, which most of the painters had said no to. Really? Uh, yeah, beautiful. And then our carpenter was uh, Stanley Abramek from Mava, who's like a perfectionist and, you know, the way he works was amazing. So everybody was local. Our signs was done by a local person as well. Well, I love that you support local. I mean, that's that's the whole point of this is is supporting one another. Yeah, our sign is from Jacob Signs from Garfield. Like all our signs in this shop and outside. Uh, so the great, I think, the success of opening the store does go to our contracting team because September fifteenth, when we finalized on the contractor, you know, we stole Jeff. Uh, Oh, we were planning to open on Halloween in 45 days uh, or earlier. And, you know, he just smiled and uh, he was like, okay, I think we can, you know, get it done. <laughs> and uh, nobody believed it when we say we are aiming for Halloween or like November 2nd, 3rd open. Like nobody believed us. They were like, yeah, you know, see you at Mother's Day. You're not going to open in 45 days. Wow. And so... My husband kind of like took it as a challenge that we are going to open in like at least first week of November to sure. hit the holiday times. And when so. did you open? We opened November 6, 2020. So you did it. Yes. You did it. Yeah. Your husband won. Yeah. So Jeff was actually done by 27th October before his wow. deadline. We, we just had a delay because we were missing a few key pieces of furniture, uh, which also came from uh, a store in New Jersey. So this is almost your one year anniversary. Yes, uh, one year anniversary. The store was a complete garden rebuild. There's wow. nothing that we retained from the old store. Uh, so it's a complete uh, transformation. And you can never tell. I mean, it looks like you've been here forever. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, we like really put our heart and soul and all our money here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it shows. I mean, it really is. It really is beautiful. And just so you guys know, you know, they're still observing the COVID protocols. Uh, if you want to wear your ma mask, bring your mask. You know, every, there's, everybody's set socially distanced, uh, so you don't have to worry about any of that. Now, do you have a website? So if people want to go online and see... Uh... Yes, we do have a website. It's uh, com. So Suka is S-U-K-A. Yes. Suka, it's uh, my first two and last two initial uh, letters of my name, Supriya Kapoor. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That worked out well. Yeah, it, it worked out well, although some of our Russian and Polish customers have told us otherwise what it means. Oh, it means something else <laughs> yes. that, we, that we don't want to talk about, right? No, we don't want to talk about it on a user-friendly like <laughs> family show. Yeah. Mine would never work. Mine would be fluoro. It, it would be, it it felt, would be nice for a few 
floral company. F-L-R-O, yeah, it yeah. would be nothing. So another thing I wanted to mention, apart from our custom design heirloom and heirloom design and appraisal services that we do offer to customers who are immunocompromised, we do private appointments. Oh, wow. So they can have the store to themselves for up to an hour and no other customer will step in. So we have... Throughout the pandemic, we've done like private appointments in store. That's all, awesome. and they, they just call you up to set up an appointment. Uh, they call me up. They set up an appointment. Like one of our boutiques in Oakland, uh, the owner is immunocompromised, so you know she comes in for private buying appointments. Uh, they can be any time of the day as long as it's an appointment is set. And some of the other things to talk about, you know, we talked a little bit about your custom design. You just mentioned heirloom designs. Now, what I love about that is. You know, I know my mother, she passed away last December, not from COVID, but she was 88 years old and oh, sorry had a lot that. of other issues. Thank you. Um, and she has a lot of jewelry from Italy dating back 50, 60, 70 years that she got from her mother. And none of it's in style, like none of it you would wear out in public. But if there was, you know, if we wanted to preserve some of the stones or we wanted to preserve some of that, you can do that, right? You can do that kind of heirloom designing. Right. So uh, we do a lot of heirloom redesigning where the old gold or the gemstones or some part of the piece is repurposed into a new piece of jewelry. Uh, recently, we had a customer who came up, came in with her mother's jewelry that was given to her and, you know, some of the pieces she could wear. So we just, you know, resized it for her nice. as part of our repair services. And some pieces we just totally transformed. So there was a earring which had, you know, five diamonds in it. And so we turned it into a new necklace, but oh. using her mother's diamonds. So, so it's always a part of you. So yeah, so it's a part of you and you know, you still have that sentimental value attached. And uh, we have also turned down many heirloom redesign jobs where we think that the piece is too perfect to break. Oh, really? Or, you know, that kind of craftsmanship can never be replicated or those craftsmen are like long gone. So have you seen like stuff where you just look at it like, wow. I have on many occasions and, you know, many, I have on several occasions said no to heirloom redesigns saying, I don't feel good about breaking this piece up. Because, it was too perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, see that, that to me, that's, that's an artist. Yes. That to me, that's an artist being able to look at something and say, I can't touch their design. Their design is, is great the way it is and you just right. don't want to disrupt it. Right. And, you know, sometimes I feel also when people in, inherit jewelry, they might not know like that kind of craftsmanship no longer exists. They are thinking of it, oh, this is a ring, this is an earring. But like we can look at a piece and say, like this is something to preserve. It's a historical piece, you yeah, know, yeah. not just a sentimental piece. All right, so I'm going to have to, I'll bring my mother's stuff to, to you. Yeah, and for you, sure. And you can take a look at it. Because there's some stuff that I like, it's cute. I, you know, obviously it's not for me. It's, it's my wife or my daughters. Uh, but the, some of the other stuff is questionable. <laughs> yeah, so we do do that as a complimentary service. If you do have heirloom jewelry or jewelry a part of an estate and you want to figure out if the you know the stones are real or the gold is real or what carrot it is, we do provide that as a complimentary service. So again, guys, you know, basically what she's saying is if you have a box of jewelry that's been sitting there that you got from your mother, your grandmother, or you know whatever the case may be, Bring it in. Bring it into Suka Jewelry. It's right here on Rock Road. Bring it in 
and she's going to take a look at it and tell you. And this is not this is not like one of those Empire Diamonds that advertises you know a thousand times a day on the radio that just wants to buy your jewelry, pay you a lot you know low money, and then sell it for for a higher higher cost. She's going to take a look at it and tell you the value, tell you you know what can be done with it. If you don't like this, we can do this. But she's going to do that for free. That's awesome. Right. So that service is complimentary because you know uh, you also want to help the people involved. Especially when they're bringing a sentimental box that yeah. was handed to them. Yeah, because um, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And uh, we've also surprised many customers because they would come in with a box of jewelry thinking, this is not gold or these are not diamonds. And I would be like, nope, that's gold. Those are real diamonds. Next thing you know, they're walking out with yeah. about $12,000 yeah. worth so of they've had like some big surprises uh, in those appointments as well. And, and she's willing to do this for free. I mean, that's, that's amazing. You're not going to find a lot of places that are going to do that. So that's, that's an awesome thing that you do. And, and I'm going to brag a little bit about you because in addition to the jewelry business and traveling and designing and doing all that stuff, she's giving back to the community. I want to talk a little bit about the organization you started called The Guild. So tell me a little bit about the Guild. Uh, so uh, we started the Glenrock Guild in 2018. It was uh, myself, Kimberly Kafafian, Marvik Gundas, Melissa Lappin, uh, Sherry Joseph, and Sue Kim. So we are all business owners, uh, and uh, we wanted to give back to the community through the business expertise that we had, and we all specialize in a different field. Uh, Kimberly specializes in HR, you know, Marve has a restaurant, Melissa had a leather handmade goods business, Sue Kim is a graphic designer, Wow. Sherry is in the PR and marketing world, and I was doing uh, like jewelry retail. So we wanted to put our minds together and create something which would cater not only to brick and mortars, but also to online businesses. Because uh, at that time, except Marve, majority of us were online online businesses. Uh, and we wanted those businesses to also have a way to reach the community sure. uh, in the same way of a standard brick and mortar would. And plus, we all wanted to also engage the community and create events for them that would bring them together for different reasons throughout the year. So what kind of events did you guys put together? Uh, in our beginning, in the starting year in 2018, we did a big Glen Rock uh, Glenrock uh, community event uh, near the Arboretum where we featured live music, artists, food vendors, and you know, it was nice. like uh, open to the entire community. Uh, since then, we do two annual uh, spring and holiday markets. Uh, the spring market and the holiday market both take place at the Stone and Rail here in town. And is the, did you already have the holiday market or is that coming up? So the up? holiday market is actually coming up. It's coming up on Wednesday, November 17th. And it's going to be at the Stone and Rail from 6 to 10 p.m. And it will feature local artists from uh, around here. So it's going to be, I want to, I want to write this down. It's going to be on November 17th at the Stone and Rail. Yes. And what are the hours? 6 to 10 p.m. 6 to 10 p.m. Does it cost anything for anybody to come in? Uh, it's free to attend, and uh, we usually provide the first 40 shoppers, 21 years and older, a complimentary glass of wine. 
All right, guys, so I'll be there at about five. I'll stand in line waiting for it to open. <laughs> waiting for Sabria to say, all right, all right, come on in already. It's, it's been an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, write it down in your calendars. 11-17, November 17th. This will be coming out before that, so we'll promote it a little bit. Right. And, and come out to the Stone and Rail. And, and what can people expect to see? Uh, local vendors offering like holiday goods uh, catered towards you know the upcoming holidays Hanukkah gift giving uh, Hanukkah Christmas or just because you want to treat yourself so nothing wrong with that yeah so they'll all be businesses uh, from New Jersey and are they going to have little booths in the Stone and Rail Uh, so it, it will be in the inside room at the Stone and Rail so because of COVID, we will have the tables more spread out this time. In the past, we've had like a lot of vendors. So this time, it'll be a limited amount of vendors, but still with like beautiful products to share right, with so the community. What I'll do is, if, I, if I'm not already gone, I'm supposed to be going to Chicago for Thanksgiving. So it might still be here on the 17th, but I'll come in and do a little live yeah, live that feed would be so amazing. people can see it. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, so, so make sure you guys write it down in your calendar, eleven seventeen. This is a great opportunity to buy Christmas gifts early. And, and I'm going to tell you something, because we just talked about giving back to the community. Uh, you know, when, when you shop local, yeah, you're, you're going to pay a little bit more, right, for most things. But what you're getting is you're, you're getting the personal service you're getting a lot of the expertise that Supriya, just as an example, brings from her four generations of being in the jewelry business. But the other part of it is, and what a lot of people don't think about is, you know, when you're buying stuff on Amazon or Walmart or, you know, Overstock, Wayfair, you know, you're buying it online. It's very impersonal. You get shipped. Okay, free shipping and they bring it to your house and then, you know, set it up, et cetera. But they're not giving back to your community. You know, the businesses here in Glenrock, one after another, and you hear some of them on the on the Towncast, they're doing things for the community. I mean, Supriya doesn't have to start this thing called the Guild and, and, and you know, try to support local artisans and local businesses and, and try to get the community involved and, and just create fun events. I mean, you don't get that when you shop online at these, you know, these no-name, at these big brand uh, retailers. You get that when you're supporting your local businesses, because if the local businesses go away, you know, they've been supporting the athletics, they've been supporting music, they've been supporting the arts, they've been supporting, you know, pride, they've been supporting all of these organizations in town. And you don't get that when you shop these big box stores. So I I really encourage you guys to come down and not only come to, to Suka Jewelry, right here on Rock Road, but always support your local businesses and come out on, on November 17th at the Stone and Rail. Get there early. The first 40? Is it the first 40? First 40 to 50. First 40 to 50. Let's see how many people are sick. Can you, go, you can't go round and round, right? No, you cannot. Uh, you can only get one glass of wine, but they're going to give you a glass of wine and you're going to see some great products and you're going to talk to the artisans and you get a chance to talk to uh, Supriya as well. You're going to be there as well? Uh, I will have a table there, yes. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, there's there's a lot involved when when we talk about shopping local, and and a big part of it is the fact that they're so willing to give back to the community. I mean, I see how you know when I was here last time, all the people walking by, they all know you, they're all yeah. waving. Chris and Anna, beautiful things yeah. to say about Thank you. Thank you. And you haven't even been here a year. Uh, I haven't been uh, in the store since uh, like uh, for a year, but I've been, lived in the community for eight years. Yeah. And. Uh, my husband and I have been like giving back even before we had the store. So, you know, since we started our business, 
We've been donating to different organizations, either cater towards food or education. So Community Meals is one of them. Healing Meals by Health Barn is another program we donate to. Uh, we donate turkeys during Thanksgiving. Uh, we That's do a beautiful. meal service also for seniors in Richwood and other towns. And uh, in August, we did a school supply drive for Patterson 16, where we uh, sponsored two classrooms and donated over three, 400 books. Wow. And uh, notebooks and pencils and other things. Uh, and how many people at Amazon are going to tell you that they did that? They're not going to. <laughs> right, because they're not invested in the community. Right. They're not seeing these people on a daily basis. You know, they don't have that sense. Like, the great thing about Glen Rock, which we feel and most people agree with, is that the community takes care of you. So you can, like, never be... You, you can never go hungry in this town if, you know, you needed meals. People will jump up on meal trains and feed you for a year or more if it needs to be. If you need help, like, you know, we had water damage, people came through to, with water vacuums and other things during this last storm. Anytime anybody needs anything, the community shows up. And then, you know, when that happens and you also want to give back, so. So now speaking of giving back, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. So, you know, when we talk to the businesses, we encourage everybody listening to come and support, support the businesses here in town. But then we, we ask, is there something that, you know, for the listeners, if they're listening and, and they said, you know what, I'm going to come down to Suka Jeweler. I want to see what she's doing. Is there something that you can offer to them as a, like a discount or something that, that encourages them to come in? Yeah, we would love to. Uh, anybody listening in uh, to the Towncast can use code Suka Towncast to take 15% off any item. 15% off? Yeah, so that's one of our highest discounts that we offer on fine jewelry throughout the wow. year. So as a one-time only, they can uh, open, uh, they can use the code Suka Towncast. So, so guys, okay, and, and again, you know, just for you guys that don't know me, when I say guys, I'm, I'm talking about everybody. I'm not necessarily saying, you know, I'm not being gender specific. I'm just saying guys. Uh, so guys, females, everybody, everybody, 15% off. If you come down here, Suka Towncast, S-U-K-A, come down here. She's going to give you 15% off. And this is holiday season. This is when you want to start buying stuff. So that, that's, that's a wonderful offer. It really is yeah. a beautiful offer. Thank you for saying that. Of course. So, so guys, I encourage you, come down, talk to Supriya. It's right on Rock Road. It's right across the street from the liquor store on Rock Road. And what's this little... Isn't there a little street here or this side? A valley. Valley. Okay, so it's, it's right close to the corner of Valley and Rock Road. And you can't miss it. And, uh, and, and come in, share, share your stories, show, show Supriya what you have. If you want to get estimates on, on things that you've been sitting in a box forever and, you're like, and you just have no idea what to do with it, repurpose it. I love the, I love the idea of... You know, taking gems or stones from a piece that, you know, you might not like, but to repurpose those and still have that sentiment with you and something that you can pass down to your, you know, to your children. Yes, of course. And, uh, you know, jewelry uh, is meant to be worn and it has a great sentimental value attached to it. So it's better to wear that piece on you than rather than it sitting in a box. And she's gonna, she's gonna, she's not only gonna give you free estimates on, on, on checking out what you what you have in the box, but she's also gonna give you fifteen percent off on some 
absolutely beautiful jewelry. And when you see it, it's not stuff you're going to see at, at K's and some of the other places in the shopping malls. These are all handcrafted, handcrafted by people that she knows are handcrafting these. I mean, they're making these in India uh, and, and, and she's designing them. So you can sit here and design it with her or she can design something for you. Uh, but definitely come in and take a look. Uh, Supriya, I can't thank you enough for, for taking your time. I know you were close today. I really appreciate you taking I your time. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. So I, I, if I can say it, Danyavad. Did Danyavad. I say it right? Yes, you did. I try, I try to get the right tone. Yes. Danyavad. <laughs> and then what are some of the other words I learned? I learned, is it tika? Tika, tika, tika. Oh, tike. Tike, tike, tike. It was tike like, means okay. Yeah, it's like okay. Yeah, Because yeah. I heard that about a billion times. Yeah, yeah. It's like how we say yeah or and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, tike, they, tike, they, tike, 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 tike. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, namaste. Yeah, namaste is like the initial greeting. Yeah, which yeah. which is like peace. Peace, and then I bow my head in respect to you. I always love that. Yeah. Pulling into the hotels. Yeah. You know, first of all, you have the guards that come out with the little mirrors underneath the cars. Right, right. But then you have them all, they put their hands together yeah. and they, they bow the to you. The garlands and everything. It's very nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. And if you guys have never seen an Indian wedding, just Google it and look at the amazing colors of, of the outfits that everybody wears. It's just incredible. Yeah, that is the spectacular part about it. Yeah, I, I've, always loved, I've always loved India. I've always loved the culture. Um, I bought a bunch of saris when I was there, and and I love I love even the saris. They take those and they make them into ottomans and poofs and, and all kinds of different furniture pieces. Oh, yeah, I mean, they have ten yards in them, so you can pretty much oh, you do, do it. On. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big piece of clothing. Yeah, yeah, it's a big piece. So thank you again, and uh, guys, I encourage you to come down and and support all your local businesses. But but definitely, if you haven't been here, Suka Jewelry. Come down, say hi to Supriya. Tell her that you heard us on the uh, on the Towncast, and she's going to give you fifteen percent off, which is perfect timing for the holidays, guys. All right, thank you again. Thank you. All right, be well, everybody. Bye.